Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast, where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we learn a lot along the way since 97. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, hey. Happy February. Uh, Black History Month. Yeah, it's pretty pre- pretty busy month for us, February is, with... Um, like you said, Black History Month, um, our daughter's podcast turned three. Is I it three? It's two. 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 No, this, well, she just started season three of her podcast at, on the first, because her anniversary is the first of February. Oh, okay. Because it's, you know, Black History Month, mm-hmm. or Black History based. Mm-hmm. So she always starts her seasons in February, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah, and you should check it out. It's uh, Bet You Didn't Know podcast. Hosted by Amari Robinson. Yep. We're pretty pretty proud of her. She also, just to brag a little bit more, um, she just finished building her website. Yep. That's so, a companion to her mobile app. That she also built. Mm-hmm. And her watch app. Mm-hmm. And so she's, you know. And she has plans to expand to Apple TV. Yep. And Mac OS. Yep. And include an interactive map. Yep. We'll see how that works out. Right. I don't know about that one, but we'll see. And she plans to incorporate a game that she created. A trivia game. A trivia game mm-hmm. into the app as well. So we're pretty proud. Pretty proud of yeah. our little little pumpkin. Yep, she's got an extensive backlog. She's a solid software engineer at 14. Yep. So I'm pretty proud about that. But anyhow, so yes, February started off with a bang. Um, we have that going, and then, you know, of course, there's all the regular stuff. You got Super Bowl and Valentine's Day and all that, but also our youngest daughter's birthday is this month, and then my birthday is this month, too. And then Valentine's Day. Yeah, I just said that. So you just overwhelmed with everything you forgot I already said it. hmm <laughs> So, yeah, February is a pretty, pretty busy it's like Christmas, the sequel. <laughs> yeah. We are kind of front-loaded. Except for the boys get excluded. Yeah. In February. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. True. It's fun. So, yeah, it, it's, it always sets up to be a fun month, though. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, but it's always fun. Everything's a lot of work. Yeah. You're right about that. So. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I asked you. Well, we we have a lot of conversation all the time, and one of the conversations that we've had centered around, like, goals. So we also run a um, life group for couples, mm-hmm. and in that group, we talked about, like, quote-unquote marriage goals and relationship goals, and we... You know, had a great time. Wait, 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 wait. That's hashtag relationship goals. (laughs) Hashtag, you're right. And we had a great time, like, setting up goals and things that we can, you know, hold, couples can hold other couples accountable for. So we did that. But a part of our our personal conversation um, centered around goals as well. And not just, like, the idea of setting goals, but also how to be supportive of someone in their goals. Mm. Campbell soup. 
just a side note. That's what we always say when someone says insi- something that's insightful and a person goes, mmm. We always, like, our little inside joke that you're now being let in on is, oh, that's a Campbell suit moment. You know, if you grew up with us, you knew that Campbell's. I don't know if they still do it or not. I don't know. I don't really see Campbell's suit commercials like that. But when we were kids, it was, mmm, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so whenever we, um... <laughs> Whenever someone says something insightful and you get the mmm, we'll be like, ooh, look at that Campbell soup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but how to be a supporter of the goals that your your spouse is are setting. So what are your thoughts around that? I don't know. How do you be supportive of your spouse setting goals? Well, for me, it's just tell me what it is but what I've found is I can go hard on a thing like really hard on a thing when you tell me because that's you know the job of a wife is to help birth things out so if you share it with me then you can expect that I'm going to commit to the follow-through of it okay that's fair I mean my thoughts on it are um I mean, pretty down the line, I guess, because I think sometimes support is viewed in one direction or the other in a particular relationship. Like, if one person in the relationship has, like, a big dream mm-hmm. or something like, oh, I'm going to open my own restaurant or I'm going to, I don't know, do this thing where they're, like, taking a risk and stepping out on a limb, the first thing they say is, Especially in the movies and stuff, right? The first thing they say is, I need you to support me in my dream. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those things where you got to re- remember there's two people in this relationship and everyone has dreams yeah. and everyone has goals. So um, I think being supportive of dreams and goals is a two-way street. And sometimes you have to be cognitive of you know, how your dreams and goals may be consuming time and resources and things like that and, you know, not be blindly focused on just achieving whatever it is you're out to achieve. Um, I think that's that's going to always cause a lot of pain in a relationship Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's a situation where I'm not saying you got to be, like, hyper- Hyper scrutinative or have hyper scrutinative. What kind of conjugation? That's my uh, exploratory <laughs> uh, mindset of the English language. Uh, you know, you can you can make it up as you go, but you know, it's just about you know you don't have to be super. You don't have to have a lot of scrutiny mm-hmm. on like every dollar and every resource, but I think it is. Um, something that you have to be aware of mm-hmm. and be cognizant of that not necessarily that you're stepping on someone else's dreams, but that you're still making time for the relationship while pursuing your dreams yeah. and things like that. And not expecting this person to just be blindly um, supportive of your dream because sometimes having someone there to ask you the tough questions is actually a big support. Right. Because they're not... They're showing that they care by not letting you just go out here and do whatever with or, whatever. Yeah, or set for yourself, however long. <laughs> yeah, or set yourself up for failure, right? Like, right. 
oh, to, to do this dream, you got about $40,000 in equipment that you don't have $40,000. Do you think you should take out a loan or is there a way to scale back right. to start getting money in or something like that? You see what I'm saying? It's not that they're being a naysayer. It's that they're, you know, trying to think of the best way to proceed without, you know, sacrificing your family and time and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little slower burn, and yeah, you may not, you know, be on the cover of, you know, HGTV magazine or something like that, right? you know, for your new awesome restaurant, but it is a slow burn way to achieve your dream without putting the whole family $40,000 in debt right? or mortgage in the house or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think, like, what you're... What what I'm gathering from what you're saying, too, is just the idea of, like you said, not being afraid to ask the questions. And I think that it, like almost everything, comes down to really communicating what it is that you are trying to do. Even if you don't have, like we, are, we were just talking in another conversation the other day, because we have a lot of things... <clears throat> going on and we were like sometimes you just don't know what the like you don't know what the path is going to look like yeah and so even when i know and sometimes when you're talking about a dream <clears throat> excuse me you might not always know exactly what the path is going to look like you might only just see the edge of the next step that you're trying to go to <laughs> if you see that if you see that but i think it's important to talk about that like Mm -hmm. you know there's certain areas that we've encountered where we literally didn't know what the next step was but we also didn't close up the open communication between the two of us about what we could what it could be that type of thing yeah yeah exactly and because that's actually what a lot of people don't understand is that's actually a really dangerous thing because as you're striving to achieve this goal and this dream, one of the one of the outputs there that you don't want is to alienate right people in your life, right? Especially especially your significant other because mm-hmm. if nothing else, you most people who are married or in a, a serious, committed relationship of any kind, um, and you see this even sometimes among really close friends, right, that they really want to bring this person with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? As I achieve success, you are successful. Also, as I move up the ladder, there will be opportunities that I can give to you mm-hmm. as my friend. You know, think Gail and Oprah. Mm-hmm. Think um, LeBron and uh, Maverick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not necessarily that they want it. You want to go on, on these different journeys by yourself. Usually, you have somebody you want to bring with you, even right. if they're not a business partner or directly involved in the day to day or the the achieving of it. Mm-hmm. You still want them to come along with you, and they get to witness the success and the hard work behind the scenes. Right. But you also want to kind of be a blessing to them in a lot of ways. Right. And if you're not careful, you can alienate them because they're not a part of the day-to-day and they're not this and they're not that. So so you got to be very careful um, if you want them to come along. You actually, because... 
this is actually, you know, this is a lived experience for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, where you got to be careful to be like, okay, I do need to pause. And I do need to explain this thing. Or I do need her to see how she's adding to this. You know, right. so these are conversations I've had with myself about some of the stuff that we're seeing a lot of fruit from now. Mm-hmm. But there was times where, you know, day-to-day life, we were um, not diametrically opposed, but, you know, you're dealing with a house and kids. Right. And I'm dealing with work and building this business. You know what I'm saying? hmm And it's like, kids take up just as much time, if not more. Right. That it takes to build a business. Especially when, like, in our situation where we aren't, I'm, we're fully responsible for their education as well. So it's not like, oh, they're going to school during the day. Right. I, we have time to, I, I have time to focus on building the things that we are dreaming about. Oh, or doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when they were younger, like now they're all, you know, they're, they're getting a little older. So things are a little bit more flexible. Mm hmm. You know, as far as what I can do and how I don't have to be in front of them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before, um, they were, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't do anything <laughs> because right. it was your mommy 100% of the time. And I'm still mommy 100% of the time, but now they can occupy a little bit of their own time. And we can give them instructions. They're partially automated right. at this point. We can give them instructions they now have things that they care about, you know, their own goals and aspirations and stuff they want to happen. So it matters. Right. And that's why it's important, you know, to think about to think about those things because now that they have <clears throat> their own goals and ambitions and things like that and you're dealing with household stuff and family and I'm building the business or whatever you can forget that you're on this journey together. And now you're spending all your time doing that and I'm spending all my time doing this. Right. And then before you know it, <clears throat> maybe the business has reached a level or something like that that's starting to take even more time or taking less time, but now I'm trying to include you and it's even harder to include you because... The journey gotten, was kind of separate. Yeah, it's gotten so far. Or or you find, you know, that's another way people can grow apart. You know right. what I'm saying? As you're going through this business journey, you're learning new things, you're meeting new people, you're starting to change circles that you run in, you don't necessarily have time for certain things, and your spouse is like, well, I'm holding down the house right, and all this kind of stuff, but when do I get to be included? You're talking about all these new people mm-hmm. that I haven't met yet. And, you know, you're doing all these things with these people and I can't always attend. And now, you know, we're five, ten years down the road and I feel like you're a whole different person because you are. Right. It's true. So, like, for us, you know, one of the things that we we've learned is that, you know, as a couple, you need to have like things, common interests and things like that. Well, for us, our common interest, one of them for at least the last, what, I don't know, 10 years has been building the business. Like, it hasn't just been, you know, you're at work and I'm running the house and and teaching the kids. 
it's also a part of that has been we are building these things together. Yeah, and, and if you go back to when we were dating and the stuff we were talking about back then, we always talked about um, financial planning. We always talked about um, business in the idea of business. Like, oh, you know, this company owns this company. Mm-hmm. Did you know this is really just a subsidiary of this other company? And for a long time, we've been weaving those weaving those webs together of like, wait a minute, how is this really working? So this one company owns these companies yep. and, and this company is actually just a subsidiary of that other company. So, you know, and it starts to, you know, make things make sense a little bit in yep. the way the world works and stuff like that. But then we always talked about, you know, building our own business, building our own brands, mm-hmm. getting the kids involved, kind of like as part of our generational ship, so to speak. Yep. Um, you know, and then equipping them with the information we've gained from going through that endeavor with hopes that even if they don't continue it, you know, we don't want to put them in that box and say, you have to continue this thing. But at least now we've armed them with more information to be more self-sufficient, you know, and, and, and more productive. Yep. So, yeah, so that's been, that's been a thing. That's been a part of our relationship. That's a through line from the beginning that as we matured in our relationship we just started executing on what we had been talking about yep and that's like between going to school and i guess you would label this all under goal setting anyway yep. like because we had goals of going to school we had goals of reaching certain levels mm-hmm. in academia we had you know professional goals as in working for someone else um and that's just kind of because of our upbringing but even as we've been going on this business journey you know we realized so many things, yeah. you know, like how to resource stuff and where stuff comes Gosh, from. Gosh, all the research and things that we've learned, it's just, it's one of those very eye-opening things that's, that has significantly shifted the way that we think about things and even the way that we talk about things with the kids. Yeah. But we'll save that for another episode because it's a lot. Yeah. It's very, it's a lot. And it's not popular opinion at least not yet mm-hmm. um but we have some very um different views of things now than we have and, in the past and particularly through the lens of being african americans yeah. in america too that 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 context weighs a lot on on that topic yeah. but even you know how we purchase things right is shifted like well, I'm gonna go buy that from that brand when I know that brand is just a subsidiary of this. Right. This other exactly. brand is just as good, or you know, all that kind of stuff kind of feeds into it, which has been, you know, great from a from a financial standpoint. But again, it still tracks back to as we've been progressing to get to this point where we're doing the podcast and running the couples group and running the business, and our daughters are starting to explore the arts and things that they enjoy Mm -hmm. and and sometimes they come to us and be like well how can I monetize this Mm -hmm. you know just the fact that they're thinking and talking like that you know has been a journey yes and a journey of sometimes starts and stops sometimes starts and pauses sometimes we've circled back to the same topic several times yeah um and and sometimes we've been a little frustrated with it like oh we're gonna do this thing for advertising and then we do it and it 
moderate success or no success mm-hmm. or we can say we did it and then a year or two later we come right back around and like we need to get better at right. marketing and advertising and then it's like we should do this thing and one of us may be like but we did that and i don't think that worked right and it's like well what did we learn from it right and now let's because usually it's not a bad idea. Like, if you need to advertise, advertising in the newspaper mm-hmm. is still an advertisement. Mm-hmm. You know, but what did you learn from right. advertising in the newspaper or on a billboard? Yep. And and even that is a journey that we get to talk about as part of our kind of hobby and supporting each other is like, social media is a racket. Right, it is, <laughs> you know but it's also a necessary racket. Right, like you can't get away from it. You, exactly, so you got to learn it. Like, yeah. it's like there's really not very many other avenues. You just have to from, know what to do <laughs> from a business perspective. Yes, yeah, yes. From, a business, from a business perspective, it's necessary. It's a necessary evil. Yeah. So, so you got a lot of those things, but I think to me the number one thing is being okay. And willing to pause. Yeah, I mean, that's another whole thing that I thought to bring up was just knowing when to pull back. Like, knowing when to stop. Because there's two things that you really also have to consider. And that's knowing when to stop and the God factor. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no... Like, you have to be flexible enough to know when to stop and also flexible enough to just go with the faith flow of it because you never know when the God factor steps in and then you're like, oh, snap, now what do I do, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I, I know from personal experience, like, you know, there have been times when you would tell me a dream, we would both be like, yeah, that's it. And then I'd be wanting to go super hard, but I've had to just be like, okay, I've had to learn. Let me say that because it didn't come with frustrations and irritations and, you know, irritating moments where I've had to learn when to stop. Like, you aren't ready yet or you have another thing that is taking precedence over this thing that I thought would be. And um, just learning when to stop. Yeah. Like, I can't push all the time based on what I see. Because, you know, like like we've said before, like, we've, we've been ordained to be together, so there's purpose there. So when I see something, and I'm like, no, we have to do this, but I also have to rest in the fact that I see it, but you see it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I have to let you be who you are, and then I have to just be okay with, all right, I got to step back for a moment and let him get to where he needs to get to in order for it to really be the success that we want. Yeah, and and that works that works both ways. Yeah. That's not a that's not a one sided thing. No, I know that for sure. Yeah, because that's that's definitely I felt the same way. It's been things like she has the skills to do this. And this is something I need her to do. And I think her doing this would be, it would be a huge support to me in trying to achieve this dream. Mm-hmm. But you just weren't there yet. And it's like, I can't rush it for you. And I can't 
beat you over the head with it because then right. you're going to grow a, an aversion to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe even it'll read away from that thing and become something that becomes full of spite. You right. know what I'm saying? And now you're like, now I'm just not doing it just because I don't want to do it. Right. And and it's completely out of spite, but it's, it's hanging us both up, but it's because I'm overly pushy. And yeah. I'm trying to like force you into a lane that you may not see is there yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's the exact same thing. Um, you know, cause that, that's how I felt with Photoshop for a while. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why she like... I mean, Elements is cool, but Photoshop is where it is. And then when you wanted to do... When you outgrew Elements, you were like, look at what I did in Photoshop. And it's just like, oh, great. But it's like, I can't... I couldn't rush that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think, and I think that's another one of those things in the way of support is like, if you're bringing this person along with you, you kind of got to trust that they want to come along. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so you can throw the things out there and you can kind of, you know, have different touch points with them and things like that to make sure they're comfortable and that they're, and that you're keeping them in the loop. That's a big one. Like just, Hey, Making sure they're aware of what's going on. Yeah, I did this, I did that. You know, if you wanted to help out, maybe you could send an email or something for me. You know, this, that, and the third. And then that way, when you're at the dinner table and you just, like, not necessarily deep in discussion, you know, it gives them talking points to be like, oh, how did that thing go with so-and-so that you were telling me about last week? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes support is just being attentive and listening. You know, just, you know, even on the subjects you don't care about. Because mm-hmm. even, like, for us, early in our relationship, I remember um, you as a young teacher talking ad nauseum <laughs> about Common Core and SOLs and things like that. And at first I was like, this sounds like a, uh, like a tech manual for <laughs> academics. <laughs> You know, because it's very jargon heavy. Yeah. It's very statistically driven. So it's just like we teach the, to the median and this, that, and the third. But then these kids and then you got to work for these kids. And none of those terms I had heard before. Right. But I still was attentive and listening. And over time, I started to be- develop a vocabulary. Right. That now I'm like, oh, when someone's talking about SOLs, including you. You know, because it still comes up in our conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel a lot more informed. And now I feel like, not necessarily that I can hold my own in it, mm-hmm. but at least the terms aren't blowing past me. Right. Which, again, when we got in those situations with some of your fellow teachers, y'all are being the huddle, buzzing. <laughs> and I'm just there as the plus one, like... I mean, I I know the feeling. Uh, just listening to you and your meetings and things, tech wise, I'm like, at first I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. But now I've I've been around it enough to be able to even talk intelligently about those topics. But that again comes with that support. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's dumb. I don't want to hear about it. Can we talk about something else? It's exactly. just a oh. Tell me about it. Explain what that is. It's mm-hmm. just being being aware, being um, attentive yep. is the word that you used. Yep. It, it matters. It does. It's severe. It's It supremely matters, rather. Yep. Because it's hyper important to be attentive and willing to listen. And then 
as the person with the interest of the hobby, you having enough patience to be okay with explaining yep. what a variable is to a non-programmer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and not suffering through, but being excited that they have follow-on questions about it. Yeah. And, and just answering the questions as best you can. You know what I'm saying? Versus, like you said, because that to me is the worst worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Your spouse or significant other has an interest, a hobby or whatever that they really enjoy and you just blow it off. Yep. Oh, he just watching football that I don't care about at all. Or she's just with her girls talking about fashion design, mm-hmm. which I don't care about at all. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like. To me, that's that's the worst case scenario because, um, you know, that's the seeds of divergence to me. Yep. Instead of instead of convergence, that's the seeds of divergence because, you know, it's okay that and I agree with a lot of groups, a lot of people, where they say, you know, sometimes a wife I have her friends and a husband I have his mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that, but the type of husband I am, I want to know your friends. And I want to know their personality types. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be able to ask intelligent questions about what's going on in their day. Mm-hmm. Because you relaying that to me is me involving myself in parts of your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and supporting you in your friendships or being that listening ear. Yep. Or, um, you know, sometimes... Just having something for us to converse about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because life happens and we do life so often. Sometimes you'll forget that, you know, our relationship is bigger than just paying the bills and dealing with the kids and working jobs and making money. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's actually like life and we should be talking about it like, oh, your one friend was blah, blah, blah. How did that go for her? Did she get the job or, or whatever? Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that should be reciprocated. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm into RC cars, and I got a bunch of friends that build RC cars, you know, it would it is actually nice to be at the dinner table and you like, oh, did Bob get his car running? Right. And it's like, oh, let me tell you about what happened with Bob and his car. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I think otherwise you lose touch. Mm-hmm. You know. For sure. I mean, and then doubling back real quick to like the goal setting like sometimes I think people get caught up in the I can't help with that like you are an engineer right Mm -hmm. you have now birth we have birthed an engineer in our daughter Mm -hmm. so like there's certain things with engineering that I just don't know how to do Mm -hmm. you know but being a supporter of engineering I know that I have skills like I have plenty of skills plenty of things that I'm just really really good at so instead of focusing on what I can't help you build that piece of the thing Mm -hmm. but I can use this skill that I have to be a help and support of the thing Mm -hmm. so like you know a lot I've, I've seen people get frustrated when people have these big dreams and they feel like they're just being left behind but how available did you make the things that you're good at? Yeah. Available to support that dream. So like oh, for yeah. us, I'm really good with copy text. Mm-hmm. I'm really good with grammar and mechanics. I'm really great. I'm becoming really good at graphic design. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there's certain things that I've really, like, honed in on that I'm like, oh, I'm I'm good at that. Like, I'm not just, like, playing around with this thing. I'm I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. And, like, inside joke, people would, be, people would often say, I'm really good at reading. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when it comes to voiceover type thing, I'm, I'm your girl. Like, I can do that mm-hmm. very, very well. So, you have to find your part of the puzzle of the of the dream. Like, the support doesn't have to just be I'm in the background with some pom-poms, but if that's what, that's what you like, you know, if you're a good cheerleader, then be the best. Mm-hmm. But also, look for the areas that you can be a support of the dream, just like with you, with me. You know, when I was in the classroom teaching, or even now teaching our kids, you're supreme, extremely supportive of the things that we're doing. When it comes to them doing projects in school, you're all like, hey, let me help this per- this kid get their project done. Mm-hmm. It's not just me in, in our classroom doing projects with the kids all day. No, you'll come mm-hmm. on your breaks and or, or even after work mm-hmm. and be supportive of me and educating the kids because that's your way of being like, hey, I am not a science teacher, but I can support you being their science teacher by helping them to expand their project to make it even more great than it already is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I actually think that's hyper important that you, you know, because cheerleaders are invaluable because on, on some of these journeys, you hit some really you know, bleak moments. Yeah, some bleak moments. I mean, you've been a great cheerleader for me. There have been times when I would get stuck in different projects that I've been working on. And you're like, no, nah, man, no, nah, babe, you got it. Like, you just need the X, Y, Z. Or you might not know exactly what I need to do, but you're going to give me a word mm-hmm. of encouragement. And that is like, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Or you'll come and rub my shoulder. That's a cheerleader moment. Yeah. Or like when you hit a roadblock with something, I'm like, okay, take a break. Let's go upstairs and have a tea or let's go do this and we'll mm-hmm. just like you you know the encouraging words mm-hmm. because that that matters yeah well sometimes you'll say you haven't played playstation in a while yeah i'm like hey let's go and that let's go and, play and that helps Tekken. yeah and that helps <laughs> sometimes um and how available you make yourself right i think that is a hyper important one too because sometimes again being two individuals, you can get so wrapped up in your thing and what's going yeah. on, you don't make yourself available to the other person yeah. in any way. You know what I'm saying? Um, not just with your skills, but just with your time or your presence yeah. or, you know, those kind of things. You know, your attention even, right? Because sometimes you just don't pay attention to what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's so important. You like, know? when when you know that the person that is saying they're supporting you is actually supporting you even if they can't physically help, but they are being, like, 100% involved with their attention. Yeah, yeah, it matters. Like, intentional attention yeah. is important. It's super important because if you're frustrated and they're, like, and you're and you're frustrated at the end of the day because something didn't work or something didn't go through or some business deal fell through or something like that, and you come home and you're grumpy and mm-hmm. you're upset and they go, oh, tell me what happened. And it's not a tell me what happened 
while I do this other thing that I deem is more important. So I'm humming and hawing every time, Mm -hmm. you know, you get to a point or you go, you know, because he didn't even have the contracts ready. Can you believe that? Huh? I wasn't. Wait, can you say that again? That that is inconsiderate. And that's just going to make. I was going to say that's even that just adds to the frustration of it when you're like in the middle of talking. You've been asked to say what's wrong. You're saying what's wrong, and then that person is not being respectful of the fact that you're trying to be vulnerable. Right. right. You know, like you're disregarding their vulnerability, which yep. is terrible. Yeah. Which you know, which is a is which is a critique of men a lot of times, right? Like he won't be vulnerable with me, but sometimes it's like, have you get shown him that you will give him your full right. undivided attention? Are you worthy of his vulnerability? Are yeah. you showing that you are going to be present yeah. in his vulnerable moment? Yeah, and social media is not going to take your attention away right. or some other random thing. I mean, yeah. I know sometimes it's a kid thing. We've had that happen, and it's frustrating. There's nothing really you can do about it but address it and try to come back to that. Sometimes you lose the moment, but... You know, just the idea of trying yeah. to come back to the moment if it's outside of your control. But a lot of times it's not outside of your control. A lot of times it's just you aren't being as genuine as, as, you, genuine should as you should be. Yeah. And and then, you know, because then when you're, you're attentive and he can say it and he's getting that feedback or she, because this mm-hmm. can work both ways, and, that, and your spouse is getting that feedback, then it really... It really contributes to the support of the situation. Right. You know, and and it really can be a big stress reliever. See, we told y'all we got all these kids up in the house. They knocking on the door while we trying to record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, we, um, I'm guilty of sometimes not being as attentive as I should. And not not for the sake of, like trying to be disrespectful and sometimes it's just not sometimes I'll be working on something and not turn away from that enough to know that I'm giving the appropriate amount of attention I can honestly say that I've gotten better at that but um I know that I've been guilty of that before yeah I mean I don't think anybody's has a flawless record of it. I know it's something that I pay attention to a lot, but some of that is being the only child and used to, you know, being involved in a lot of one-on-one conversations mm. with parents and stuff. So I know some of that is just rearing. But at the same time, I know there's been times where, and and this goes across the board with you and the kids, that I'd be knee-deep in something engineering-wise and turn and look you right in the face and don't hear a word you say. Mm-hmm. So, and I can always tell you get this glazed look. I'm like, he ain't listening to me. <laughs> yeah, because that problem, whatever that problem is, is stuck in my head and I can't get it yeah. out. And so that's what I'm saying. So I know everybody's guilty of it on some level. It's not something that anyone's um, flawless at. But I think it's it's the cognitive in the front of your mind saying, I'm trying to yeah. give this person this attention. and And even... Um, something that's worked for us in the past is the self calling out. Yeah. Like I see you talking, but you know what? This other thing really got me. We should talk about this later. Yep. Because I, I'm having a heart. 
and you've done it too. You and over the years, you'll say, "I'm having a hard time focusing." Yep. Can we? Yeah, can, I'll can just interrupt the conversation and say, "Wait, stop! I'm having a hard time focusing. We need to talk about it later because mm-hmm. I can't right now." Yep. And I'll, and sometimes it and it doesn't often mean that it's something bad that we're discussing. It's right. just at that moment, I can't be as present as I know that is required. So we need to wait in in order for me to be yeah aware yeah and and it works in reverse too because I've I've pulled out on you a couple of times where it's like hold on hold on I can't focus either you got to tell me again mm-hmm. because I missed something or we need to just can we just wait till later yeah because... we could be in the middle of planning something that happened quite yeah. a bit when we were planning the anniversary celebration. Because at the same time, you were having a lot of transition at work. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, get to talking and asking questions. And you're, wait, 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 wait. Can you, can we do this later? And I also know now, like, when it's a situation where I need to do it later, I also make a note, like, on my phone <laughs> of things that I needed to say. Because, I mean, just being real, sometimes you just forget. Yeah. And and it's hard to do that context switching. Yeah. Because sometimes... Sometimes that's true, very true. Yeah, because sometimes for me, it's just I'm in this mode right now, mm-hmm. and this is the stuff on my mind. And then you interject something else, and it has nothing to do with what that thing is, it's just that thing is not this thing. So I got to switch context to be like, what were the dependencies mm-hmm. on this? What were the other variables going on with this to really right. be able to answer your question? And sometimes it, you could just be telling me a story, like, Neil, let me tell you what happened today. I was talking to my cousin, and they said so-and-so. And if I can't focus, I don't want it to get to that point where you like, and can you, and, and you know what I told him? I told him this, because remember that other thing that happened, and I'm totally lost in the <laughs> sauce, and I'm giving yeah. you the deer in headlights look, because that feels real disrespectful yeah. when you're like, dang, I'm just trying to have a fun conversation with you, and you can't even yeah. be present and a part of this this conversation amounts to nothing, but I just want to talk and interact right, with you. Right, like, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, and now you don't even, you like, wait, what happened? Why is that funny? And it's like, oh. Well, now it's not funny anymore. Yeah, I don't Never t- mind. Never mind. I don't <laughs> tell this whole story so you can laugh like I laugh. Right. And now it, it was a waste, a waste of good humor, not the ice cream. <laughs> you know. But yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's important, and being supportive is not, is not as easy as people try to make it seem. It's it is not. it is a very deliberate thing. And it's not as flighty as movies make it seem when they be like, you're not supporting me because you're not looking at me while I'm talking to you. Like, right. no, it's not that, you can't disregard it that easy either. Right. It's not that, it's not that much minutia around it. But it is a thing and it is something you should you should think about, especially if you want to bring your spouse along. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. On as far as like um, being attentive and knowing when you can pass it off and say, "Wait, I need to do that later." We've learned to do that better. Like we haven't always been great at um, those moments when we aren't paying attention enough. Like, over time, we've gotten to where we don't take it personal. <laughs> yeah. But early on, it was, like, a real personal thing. Like, you aren't even listening to me. But now it's like, he ain't listening to me. Let me just say it later. I'll mm-hmm. just make a note. Because what we've learned is, like, there's no malice 
Like there's never there's just no malice. Yeah, there's no malicious intent. So it's in what's like you know, if you're not listening, it's not because you're just being rude. It's just because you are a person with a hundred million other things going on in your brain at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, do are there sometimes when you're like, oh man, I really want to talk about it right now. It's so relevant. Yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. But also, there's still no malice. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, over time, in in. Over time and with more trust and more, like, really um, understanding that that person loves you. Like, it's not just about, I'm just going to say this thing. No, no, there's there's no malicious intent. So, once you realize that, you can kind of let things go a little bit easier um, and just be more honest and vocal. Hey, 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 I know this is important to you, but... I really can't focus on it the way that I know I need to. Can we table that to dinner mm-hmm. at the dinner table or to lunchtime or, um, you know, whatever given time is better for you to discuss that thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, you said the optimal word there. I think people don't realize how many things in a relationship is a trusting deep down under the hood. Like, because you got to trust that that person, like you said, is not being malicious yeah. and doesn't have malicious intent. You got to trust that they want to hear you. You got to trust that they want to involve. Like, it's a lot of... Trust is a yep. huge through line in, in your relationship. I would say the two biggest through lines are trust and communication. Mm-hmm. And even in communication might be a sub because even when you're communicating, yeah, there's exactly, a lot of trust That is involved. exactly what I was going to say. Because even with goal setting, if you don't trust the other person, you're not even going to want them to be on the journey. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still in your self-centered mindset and you aren't in the mindset of, we're going to do this together. That's a trust problem. That's a trust problem. You know, that's a, I don't, I trust them, but I don't trust them, trust them. Right. Right. You know, so it's like, I don't know if I want them in on this particular part of who I am. That's a communication. That that lack of communication is a trust problem. Yeah. Yep. It's a trust issue. So it's a big deal. And support is also a very big deal because without it, you just become a person on the island. Yep. Even within your relationship, which is always a sucky scenario. Yep. Because, you know, in your relationship... To some level, you're supposed to be building something together. It may not be, you know, Amazon or <laughs> Apple, but right. you're supposed to be building your thing. And it may not be a business, you know. You right. you just may be constructing, you know, a well-oiled, very, very well-crafted family right. that goes on to see many years of success yep. because of the foundation you built. All of those things are worthwhile things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You may create a generation of great homemakers and or a generation of great providers and nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you you're supposed to, you've come together to build something mm-hmm. together and you can't do it without trust and support. Yep. And it's and it can be a long road if you don't have those two things. Absolutely. Yep. Well, this has been another great episode brought to you by the friendly <laughs> folks at Campbell Soup. Mm. 
Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Yeah. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment about our podcast. Yep. And if you have any tips or any particular topics you want us to talk about, please reach out via the comments in Apple Podcasts or DM us on Instagram or what's our other social media? Yeah, YouTube. Oh, and also huge shout out to Nathan and Raisha. They were on our marriage conversation last week. Oh yeah, they're great. They um, were great. It was such a great interview. Raisha is my niece, but part of her story I did not know. No, I didn't know any of it. So yeah, so it, it was, was it was great. Um, when we got the chance, and some of these we've recorded a, a bit ago. Yeah. Um, but but just listening to other couples overcome adversity and things yeah. like that, and again working together to build something yep. together that they're both benefiting yep. from is like it's a it's, it's a like, big deal. And we love like that. We really love like interviewing other couples that we know. Like this isn't like just. You know, people that we're just picking out of a whim randomly. These are people that, you know, we know them enough to be like, hey, you want to come over for dinner? That type of thing. Yeah, they're close but enough to us. They're for that. close enough to us for that, but just far enough away to not really know the fullness of their story. And, and it's just a beautiful thing to just listen to other people relay their journey. Yeah. You know, even if, even in just a little hour or so that we're with them about 45 minutes or so mm-hmm. it's just really really nice yeah and and it reminds you that you don't know what's going on right. in everybody's life as even even as far as family and stuff you know certain things yep. there are certain things that leak out and become part of the rumor mm-hmm. mill but you you factually don't know, you don't know what's really going on in in everyone's home even your family members. So it was, it was super it's eye-opening so for me. Like, it was a great podcast. I love, 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 love the marriage conversations. And then it also hones in on the idea that there's like that through line that you were talking about. There's things that you just go through as a couple yep. that you realize, oh my gosh, I'm literally not alone. Like this isn't just me and my spouse having Suffer. to deal with this. This is... 90% of the people that you talk to, but most people just don't talk about it. Yep. You know, so it's, yep. it's been, it's been great. Yeah. I really enjoy them. Yeah. So we've... check it out if you have not. It's 9-7 Podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two episodes up right now. There'll be More another one here soon. And, um, yeah, check them out, man. Yeah, because. It's good stuff. We just want to say we've been enjoying the journey. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> that's our journal topic, guys. Yeah, that's I'm our journal title. Yeah, pick it up on amariari.com today. A-M-A-R-I-A-R-I.com. Enjoying the Enjoying journey. Enjoying the journey. Well, thanks, everyone. <laughs> Have a great day. Have a great one, guys. Talk to you soon.